This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. A very good evening and it's Monday night, not Monday night football, but Monday night reflection after the Friday night horror show up on the Tyne, although I've had a fantastic weekend, didn't get back till the afternoon of Sunday. Uh, the Georgia Hospitality, uh, fantastic city, but it wasn't the performance uh, or the results that we wanted. As a Wolves fan, it seems like every week we have, we're, one day we're up, the next week we're down, one day, one week, Europe's within our reach, the next week it's gone away again. Um, and I know I know you will remind me that I do need to update my um, uh, intro when I get five minutes to actually do that. I've got someone that actually can design me a new intro because obviously we don't have Amy as the main host anymore because she's uh, she's uh, <laughs> out of lockdown and stuff like that. And she's got a new fella and uh, back at work and everything. Um, but we will get that done at some point. But we do have a, a, a lot to talk about, do we not? Um, we've got so much to talk about, but before we get started, I do want to say a massive uh, thank you to Wolves F1, who is one of my members, actually. If you want to be a member, you can join in the link or just let us know and we'll send it over to the others, we'll send you. But he's sent a £20 donation, which really does help. Um, and he says great videos and podcasts, and it really does uh, mean a lot for the support. Uh, thanks for the donation. It does help keeping the software go. And uh, before we get stuck in, because we've got a range of fantastic guests, we've even got a Newcastle fan 
who actually on Thursday evening was sat alongside uh, Newcastle legend Alan Shearer. And that's Gareth, who is one of the uh, the main directors of Spider VPN and the new amazing product, crypto product Spider Miner. And he's going to be coming on to talk to us about the Geordie view of the game and also their season. And we're going to learn a little bit more about Spider Miner as well. So when he comes on, please make him feel really, really welcome. Top guy. Uh, I've been talking for ages and we got to spend. And if you, if you watch the vlog, you will have met both Gareth and Nathan, his brother. Loads of people saying hello in the chat. Much welcomed. And um, first up, we're going to get on. Friend of the show, who waited patiently last time. We're going to get him on first. It's Jack. Jack, hello, mate. How are you? Evening, Dave. Evening, everyone. We all okay? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, um, to be fair, you know, I had a fantastic weekend in Newcastle. Um, I had a brilliant time, apart from the 90 minutes during the game. And I did have a workout like we all did, getting up the steps. In fact, I'm going to do a TikTok on that because I recorded um, all of the uh, the steps all the way up to the top of Newcastle. Um, and it'll make a really good TikTok, I think. So when I've got a chance to speed it up and put a bit of music on it, it'll be uh, quite entertaining. But when you get to the top of the uh, the stadium at Newcastle, because the, the away fans are um, right in the gods, it's almost like being in Harry Potter world and watching a Quidditch match. Yes, Matt. I don't think I've been to a ground like that before where you're so... I mean, we've been to Newcastle before, but there's no other grounds where you're so far away from, from the pitch. You know, it, it's it's really bizarre, isn't it? And like you say, by the time you've, you've done up there, you feel like you've done a charity walk, don't you, going up those stairs? And, and, you know, you feel like you should be having a big oversized check to give to someone, you know, for, for doing that. It's, mm. it's a heck of an effort, isn't it? Mate, I was... I, was, I, was, I, I managed to get up the stairs... Oh, I'm sure Gareth might know how, roughly how many it is. I managed to get up there without how many? Oh, the producer has told me there's 146 steps. Oh, 140, 140 steps. And I got up without having to stop. But there's a load of people on the side going, like this, panting and, and having a break. Because your heart starts to go. You get a proper workout going up there. You know, I don't know whether they do it to try and take our energy out of us before the start of the game. I mean, did you manage to get up in one go? Just about, yeah. But I think the other thing is, because you're going up and up and up, it's spi almost spiralling, isn't it? You become a little bit dizzy as well, towards the top as well. You do, you do the, the lack of oxygen as well, I don't know. but um, you, you do yeah. go a little bit lightheaded. Robert Fletcher says, dreadful game. Unfortunately, the results have gone for us. Um, well... I've got to be honest, Jack, at the end of... Um, I don't know if you watched my instant reaction after the game with Paul, Andy and um, and Paul's dad as well, Chris. But we, I asked him, is Europe on? And it was like, still on. It was no, no. And and, and Paul was yet yeah, just... I was just maybe. And then the results have reset the exact the same thing. And it's like we start the week, end the weekend, exactly the same point as we ended the weekend. Is Europe still on? It, it, it is, isn't it? Because, like you say, no one's really gained any ground on, on us, apart from obviously Tottenham have now started to, to play well and they seem to be pulling clear, don't they, of, of everyone else. Obviously, Arsenal have started to slip up. 
West Ham have perhaps got their minds on other things with their Europa games coming up. Manchester United are in absolute turmoil, aren't they? And we just seem to constantly shoot ourselves in the foot. Whenever we have a really good opportunity to go and, and lay our marker down and say, this is us, this is what we're about, we fluff our lines, don't we? I mean, I'm struggling to, to think of a worse performance this season than, than Friday night. I really, really am. And we've had one or two shockers this season, but that's probably the worst one I've seen, I would right, say. Right, right. This, so, this is Wolves, isn't it? It is. F- FA Cup semi-final. We're 2-0 up with... 11 minutes to go and we managed and we were 2-1 up with 30 seconds to go and we managed to somehow not get to the final yeah. and we go to the Arsenal game where we're winning the game with the, <laughs> into the last 10 minutes and we somehow managed to lose 2-1 and then go on a, a thing at street. Then we get back on track again. Then we go 2-0 up against Leeds. We're absolutely playing them off the park 56 minutes, Raul gets sent off and we somehow have managed to lose the game again in the last minute. Then we come back and we we absolutely annihilate Villa. Fantastic performance. We are all glowing last week. And we go to Newcastle, who have had a difficult year, um, but they had won four in a row at home, but they had lost the last three. And we didn't turn up. But I, I said to Gareth and Nathan, um, in the, when I, they, they probably saw me go white, when I saw the team selection, because I said to them, my confidence <laughs> drained out of me when there was no pedence and no, and we had Luke Kundal. Nothing against Luke Kundal because he's a great talent. He's a young lad. He's only like 18 or 19. He was 19 in the midfield. Fabio Silva's 19 playing up front. Pedro Neto, I think he's, he come up later. So we've got it, obviously, young lads. And it was a lot to ask for Luke Kundal to step into the boots of Neves and Dendonka. I know he got Matinho alongside, but we never, we never really had control. And for the whole game, it felt like that we were an army of crabs going side to side and backwards, didn't it? Yeah, we just had no ambition, did we? Going forward at all, there was no kind of just all through the game. You just you couldn't see how we were going to score. You know, you just didn't see. Oh well, so and so is playing well. He'll he'll beat his fullback and and get something or. You know, Fabio, I thought Fabio tried hard, but had absolutely no service. So you can't really criticise him too much. But he didn't offer a great deal, did he? In terms of when he did have the ball, he wasn't sort of like he was against Villa, was he? Sort of knocking people off the ball. And he was, you know, was there wasn't that, that sort of, I don't know how you'd describe it, you know, that almost bullishness. I think he lacked that a little bit, whether it was because we were away from home. And we do seem to be a little bit different away from home, sometimes for the better. Sometimes, like you saw on, on Friday night, sometimes it doesn't help us at all when we're away from home because we just don't seem to be able to, to dominate a game away from home. Even when we're playing teams that, that we should, by looking at the league table, be beating, they have a lot of possession against us, create opportunities. And, and in this league, you know, most teams have players that will hurt you if you give them enough of the ball. And we saw that on, on Friday night, didn't we? You know, Newcastle haven't been great all season, but in people like St Maximam, uh, Bruno Guimaraes, uh, Chris Wood, people like that. If you give them enough chances and enough possession, they'll create opportunities against you. And we had nothing going forward to offer in return. It wasn't an end-to-end game by any means, was it? It was kind of Newcastle attack, it breaks down. We have the ball a bit, give it away. Newcastle attack, nothing comes of it. We break, we give it away again. There was nothing to, to right. suggest we were going to offer anything in return, was there? It was just the first very half. The first half was the worst attacking performance in terms of attacks 
that I'd seen us all season. We were we I'd, we never laid a glove on Newcastle. I mean, they didn't really lay much of a glove on us, really. No. To be honest, um, they had obviously the chances, but we they we, they pressed us and we kept losing the ball, and um, we never really got a grip. Luke Kundal, um, you can't, I'm not going to point the finger at him because. He's a young lad and he was basically, we saw him play away um, when we played Tottenham. Yeah. But he played in a three alongside Nevers and Matinho. And he was great that day. But when we, we you know, we've only got four midfielders. Nevers out injured. Dendonka was out ill. Matinho's 36. And then Luke Kundal's come in. And he, he was just trying to be, he did, he was playing safe, wasn't he? He was didn't want to make a mistake. And we didn't have those balls where you'd see Neves and they'd look to play the balls forward. It was always sideways and you can't fault him for that. You come on to Fabio Silva, you talk about Fabio Silva. I've had a few people in the comments saying he's useless, he's rubbish. He was our best player to me. He was. He just didn't have the support. You know, he, he got that shot away in the second half out of nothing when the keeper went down to the... Uh, the post and tipped it around, and he had that. He couldn't quite get his head on that header that came across. That was a good chance at one nil. Uh, and we were the last twenty minutes. We were pushing, but we we never really got into a, a golden opportunity to score. Did we? Didn't have a real clear chance. No, and I think the disappointment was we just let the game drift, didn't we? I mean, it was cry. I don't know about you. It was crying out at half time to make changes. Hundred percent, absolutely crying out, and, and and the same team came out for the second half. You're thinking, oh, okay, well, let, maybe he's given him a rocket and said, you know, sort this out. You know, nothing really happened. They got the the goal, didn't they? One nil up. What was it? Twenty minutes to go, and he's thinking, right, now's too late for substitutions now, isn't it? Because we've seen before with with Bruno and this season, when when he makes substitutions to to chase a game, he sacrifices shape and he sacrifices organisation. So what happened was it, it became a bit Harry Carey, didn't it, towards the end? We were throwing bodies forward and we were so open at the back. I mean, if anyone was going to score a second goal, it was Newcastle, wasn't it? Oh, you, well, we could see it from up here. Yeah. You know, maximum, he's like their Traore, isn't he? He's got he's pace. He's yeah. got dribbling ability. He, his end product, you've seen him lash a few great goals in, but he's, I think, talking to some of the Newcastle fans, he's... He's a bit of a, frust a triori frustration is that he sometimes gets into great positions then his decision-making is maybe not the best. And he had us on toast a couple of times and we managed to just about... Uh, he was a danger. But he, he's, he, he, we've seen triori do that to players uh, and, to, and to other teams. Uh, guys, um, you know, we've already got over 70 watching in the chat. Um, fantastic. Please, if you enjoy the content, smash a like and... Uh, Share on your Facebook group and think, and uh, on, on your WhatsApps. It's brilliant if you're new here as well, mate. I mean, talk talk me through your whole day. Did you did you did you stay over? Yeah, we stayed we stayed over. Yeah, we'd, we'd planned to kind of months ago, and uh, obviously the game moved to the Friday night, which was not ideal in any sense of the word, is it? So um, obviously after I'd been to work, I managed to get the train up. Obviously just about got there about half an hour an hour before the game. Went straight up to, to St James's, obviously. And then uh, after that, we went out in, in the town for, for a couple of hours just to drown our sorrows and then came back on on Saturday. So, you know, so like you, I think like you said at the start, actually, sometimes you can still have a, a really nice weekend and, and a good time, even if the football's kind of let you down. And I think that, that sometimes that's important, isn't it? You know, we, I mean, I used to do it when I was younger and I just used to go to the game and go straight home after. And, and, and if you've lost, it just 
you don't take anything from it and it becomes really really kind of you know it's like a black cloud isn't it when they've lost but if you can if you can brush it off and you can have a great time with your mates anyway after then the football's just part of it isn't it and and we know supporting wolves you can't rely on them to make or break your weekend can you it, it just doesn't happen well, well you've got to be right my, my, my day was we left uh, about lunchtime we stopped off at just before lunch stopped at the services had a bit had a sauna and a cup of tea uh, then I met up with uh, Gareth and uh, Nathan from uh, Spider VPN and Spider Viner uh, in Zap, just up the uh, just up the road. We had a lovely Vietnamese meal. I had a Thai a Thai green curry. Went to the game, burned it off walking up the steps. Uh, lost the game. Obviously, did the reaction. Then I met up with uh, Paul and uh, Andy. You 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 see on the show. Andy actually is coming on later. Uh, we went into uh, a pub in town. I had a bit of a, a drink in there and catch up and before went back. Got up the next day, um, had, had a full English, went and played crazy golf at Young Card Golf. And then me and them went out to a nice Italian. I had a, I had a steak meal. Uh, and then I went into Cozy Joe's. Gareth will probably know where that is. Probably Cozy Joe's. And I did a bit of karaoke. And a bit of, and we had a thing. And I'll tell you what, Newcastle, it's like, it's, it's kind of like seeing a city so full of life. We, we, like it was before the pandemic, it was just absolutely banging and rammed. So many people enjoying themselves on a night out, all friendly, having a great time. And it was brilliant. And then, of course, stayed the Saturday night and then came back on the Sunday. So I'm glad I had, like you say, I had that after the game because it kind of helped. Um, because I couldn't celebrate the game. Yeah, no, that's it, isn't it? That, that's obviously that's really important, and I think that's probably something that even the guys who, who watch at home on Sky or, or on streams and things, you know, you've got to, you know, take it in perspective, haven't you? Don't let the result kind of, you know, colour your whole weekend or affect your mood too much because it's just just not worth it, is it? You know, there's there's far more, you know. I mean, Wolves are massively important to all of us, but. It's not the only thing that's important, is it? So, you know, if you can have a good weekend anyway, you've got to go and enjoy yourself, haven't you? Well, 100%. Charles Murray says, sorry, Chang, not good enough, in my opinion. And to be honest, mate, I mean, what are you, what, what, what are your thoughts on the, um, let's ignore the midfield, um, on the front three uh, on um, on Friday night? I mean, I thought Wang and, and Trinko were anonymous, weren't they? I mean, I you wouldn't have Wang was missing in action, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known Trinkay was playing until his number come up to be subbed off. That, and that's that's not me being, you know, Saki or anything. That that's the truth. He contributed zero to, to the team. Uh, you know, and, and you can't afford to carry passengers. You really can't, you know. You've got to you've got to if, if the game's not going your way, you're not having enough possession, you've got to go and get stuck in and you've got to try and win the ball back. You've got to be solid and you've got to have a bit of a shape. And you know, if if the game's not going your way, like we say, you've got to say, right, let's make sure that they don't beat us. If we're not gonna to win today. Let's make sure they don't beat us. And we've got we had too many players on on Friday night that that just sort of drifted through the game, weren't really interested, I don't think, and didn't really fancy it. Whether it, I, I've no idea why. I mean, we'd only be speculating, wouldn't we? But I mean, I thought the, the front two at at uh, in Wang and, and Trinkay were really really poor. I think I think Wang's suffering a little bit. He's out of position, isn't he? I think we've seen him at his best when he's in the box. You know, when the ball gets played in quickly to feet and he's got he's got quite a nice first touch and he can get the ball out of his feet and get a shot away. There was that one he should have scored against Villa, wasn't it? Where the ball just broke too many, just half a yard of space and, and whipped it just past the post. 
He needs to be doing that, doesn't he? He's, he's no good out wide. I've not seen him put a good cross in all season. I don't think he's got the pace to really beat a player necessarily, unless they're particularly slow. You know, he's, he's wasted out wide, isn't he? And I know he's kind of doing a job for the team, as it as it were, to use the cliche. But you've kind of got to look and say, well, you know, if he's not going to be picked in his best position, then he should be on the bench. You can't be picking people out of position and have people on on the bench who are more naturally in that position because that that doesn't really work for me. I think you've got to. Pick... Oh, do, you know, do you know what I think? Uh, Chikino would have. Um been a better option. I know he's a young lad and stuff like that, but he is he's a wide player and he, he's quick yeah. and he's strong and he can get a real good crossing. Because I, I know some people criticised Fabio and Trincao was missing and Wang was AWOL in the first half. For me, he was screaming out at half-time to change to a three-man midfield. If you'd have, I know we didn't really have, but Soyuz can play as that defensive midfielder and that would have allowed Matinho and Kundal a little bit more freedom to express themselves going forward because we were just getting we we just didn't never get a grip of the midfield. I mean, and then we could have gone with a two, and maybe you could have played Wang alongside Fabio, um, you know, and done and done that because that's they're more central and they'd have been closer together. And you've had the wing backs coming down. Eight Norwich maybe should have come on a little bit earlier as well. It was five minutes to go. He's more attacking wing-back than Marcel, who has done well recently. But we were talking last week about how we've been impressed with Bruno Lars making the changes at the right time. And it seemed like he left it late again, reactive rather than proactive. Yeah, that, that's exactly it, isn't it? And I think we've got to kind of accept that, that Bruno's still, in managerial terms, very, very inexperienced. And he will have games where he'll get pretty much everything wrong, which I think he probably did on Friday. And I'm sure if you asked him, he'd probably... Not not necessarily publicly, but privately, you might say, yeah, I, you know, I messed up. I got my selection wrong. I got my in-game management wrong. I got some of my subs wrong. And sometimes that's going to happen, isn't it? I mean, experienced managers will have games like that sometimes where just nothing seems to go right. They get their lineup wrong and they can't really affect the game from the bench. So we kind of going to have to accept that for the time being, aren't we, with Bruno? He's very, very inexperienced in managerial terms. And so he will have games where things don't go his way. And part of being a manager is been able to react to that and we could all see in the stands that things weren't going right and half time was probably the time to change it but we've watched a lot of Wolves games haven't we over the over the years and things and we kind of can see that perhaps better than he can in in some ways he's got a lot of faith in that group of players hasn't he and perhaps that that sort of colours his thinking a little bit in terms of well you know I'm not going to rip up the the, the textbook for now and change it all at half time and give him another opportunity in the first 10-15 minutes to see what that can do whether that's his thinking, I don't know. I mean, he was doing that at the very start of the season, wasn't he? He was waiting until 75, 80 minutes to make any subs at all, even when we were sort of 1-0 down, 2-0 down, etc. And then just recently, the subs have becoming earlier and earlier and he's been really sort of thinking on his feet. And like I said last week to you, with the Villa game, his subs were really proactive. You know, he didn't have to make the subs when he did, but he did and he kind of had a positive impact on in terms of controlling the game. Whereas I thought on Friday, the subs the right substitutions but they were far too late to have any kind of meaningful impact when you throw in players on with 10 minutes to go it's desperation isn't it it's not tactical it's just desperation it's just we need a goal get on the pitch and see if you can do something and people like Neto and Chem Campbell and Ait Nuri are people that may may be able to do that but it's a lot to ask of them isn't it to come on well, and impact Chem Campbell is another under 23 that he brought on which was it was nice that he got the experience but was he the right player for that 
for that time. I don't know. I mean, uh, again, how old's Chem Campbell? I think he's nineteen now. I think yeah. So again, again, well, there's some good talented youngsters coming through though. Oh yeah, we have, you know, and and I think that's part of the long-term strategy of, of the club, isn't it? The way that they're sort of trying to run it now, in terms of the finances and also in terms of becoming self-sufficient. You've got to have to have players coming through, like Campbell, like Kundal, like Marquez, people like that. They're coming through and going to, you know, effectively save you twenty-five, thirty million pounds on on a signing by by fitting into the squad. You know, it, it's going to be difficult to to judge Campbell on on Friday night, obviously. And I don't think anyone should really, but I mean, like you say, ten minutes to go. You know, you might as well throw him on and say, go and make yourself a hero. All this, you know, the cliches, you know, go make mark your debut with a goal. Go and see if you can get us in the game. But it's not particularly well thought out, is it? It's not a kind of, Bruno wouldn't have sat and said to Chem Campbell before the game, listen, if we're 1-0 down with 10 minutes to go, I'm going to bring you on. It's literally at the, at the moment, spur of the moment, oh, let's get him on and see what he can do. And I don't think that's necessarily the way to go. In the Premier League, you know, in the Championship, it happens quite often, doesn't it? People will just throw subs on last 10 minutes and they'll get them a goal and they'll go, oh, brilliant managerial. Not really. It's, it's desperation and it's luck. You know, in the Premier League, you can't do it really because teams are so well organised, so well drilled and in terms of game management. They're very, very good at that. If you leave your subs too late, they're not going to have any impact on the game. And they and they didn't, did they? So, Jack, um, let's. we've got three things to talk about this week. I'm throwing um, a new thing in. in. Go on. Aside from you, we've got your man of the match, your performance rating, but I also want your highlight of the match. Highlight of the match. That's a, it's a difficult game to pick a highlight from, isn't it? I think you've, shall, I tell you, shall I tell you my highlight? Fine, go on. I might have to agree with you. Um, my, my highlight. I quite enjoyed um, all the flags around. The, uh, Gareth talked about this before the game because they only think they had all the, the Newcastle had all the flags around the stadium. And I thought that was so impressive as a, as a spectacle, looking down on the bowl with all the flags around. I mean, it was, and the atmosphere at the start was fantastic, wasn't it? You know, and then, yeah. you know, when the when the ref blew the half-time whistle, that was another highlight. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and when they had the goal disallowed for VAR. That, that was Mate, quite- have you watched my vlog on the goal? No, not yet. No, mate, no. you have to. I was going at it. I was, I was going at it. I was like, go, what on earth is this defending? I was laying in, I was laying into the defense because it was like the Leeds defending again. It was comical, and yeah. I was, and then obviously yeah. it goes to VAR, and we got out of jail with the uh, with the VAR. Yeah. We thought we never get a VAR decision, but it was, yeah, it was offside. I don't know if I you noticed it, but the Newcastle screens had put the goal up, and it showed that it was offside, and that yeah. Way it was almost that's like, what I, that's that's where yeah. I when they were doing it. I thought yeah. that looks offside, and then it went to uh, that, that went to feed, VAR. Thought, oh, we, we, we're dobbing ourselves in here, we've got to get rid of that off the screen, yeah. That, 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 yeah, so that, that was a highlight, wasn't it? I, I suppose if you're thinking of a highlight, Chem Campbell making his, his Premier League debut yeah. is good, isn't it? It's, it's great for the academy, and, and obviously, I know a lot of people work in the academy, you know, just to produce a player they put a lot of errors in and a lot of time, and you know, so it's great for them to have another one come through and make his debut. So, I mean, that's that's a highlight, isn't it? Kundal getting more game time. I think the, the team that we had on the pitch at the end of the game, barring Matinho, was incredibly young, wasn't it? Very and so, young. we've just said about, you know, the subs aren't making an impact, etc., etc. But, you know, it's good to see young players coming through, isn't it? Because they are only going to get better with coaching, with experience. 
you know. So there's, there's positives to, to take from the fact that we have got a very young squad. If if that was a squad of 30-year-old, 30-year-old pluses putting in that performance, you'd go, we're in trouble here. You know, like Everton are seem, seemingly at the minute. You know, they've got such an experienced squad and they just can't seem to get a result apart from when they play Man United. But, you know... Well, the only bonus um, of Man United, obviously, of, of Everton winning, because I'm like... Against nothing against Everton fans, but I think they should have a taste of life in the Championship. Was the fact they did beat Man United? <laughs> That's the only positive I could take out of that because I was like, oh, they're going to get out of it again. And then Burnley yeah. lost, didn't they? Yeah, no, it's a strange weekend for for results, wasn't it? You know, I mean, I wouldn't have thought Norwich would beat Burnley yesterday, but they were really good value for the win, weren't they? So. I mean, like like we said, we've kind of not lost any ground. We've not gained any ground. It's it's an opportunity missed. We've just lost a game. Yeah, a game's been ticked off. Yeah, and and I think the, probably the the knock on effect will be that we'll now have to beat probably one of the top three that we're going when we're going to play them. Right. You know, well, this is Wolves. We'll probably beat all three. It's like it'll and then, be and so then lose to Brighton, Burnley, and Norwich. Yeah. That's exactly and then what. lose to Burnley and Norwich. That's what will happen. It's it's you yeah. you can write it, can't you? You, you know, it. it'll go it'll go to the last game of the season and Wolves will beat Liverpool to deny him from the title and then we'll never get out of Anfield. Well that yeah, you can we'll see. We'll never that. get out of the city, we'll never be seen again. What it happens, will it? <laughs> never fans will have to smuggle us out or something, won't they, if, if that happens. But uh yeah, no, I mean, like I say, it, it's still it's not necessarily in our hands because obviously other teams are, are, are playing and, and, and Leicester are kind of coming up the rails very quietly, aren't they? Sort of, they they found a bit of form. They are, but I'd rather have the points. They're, they're not. Yeah, oh, you would. 100%, 100%. And um, they they've got three games in hand. Come on, then. You you man of the match and your performance rated. Uh, performance rating. I'm gonna have to go three. And that that's been generous. I think three. You know, um, man of the match. I'm gonna go for Johnny because I thought he had a really solid game and I thought he handled St. Maximum pretty well. He didn't have a huge amount until right at the end when the game kind of got stretched by our own sort of desperation. So I'm going to say Johnny was was very solid, and, and like we said recently, he's come back like the same player he was before. He had two ACLs, and that that's a phenomenal uh, physical achievement and mental achievement, isn't it? So it's great to see him on the pitch and, and doing well. So yeah, I'll go with Johnny. Absolutely, and also final words because uh, the Wolves women, the Wolves ladies team won. Is it the Northern Premier? Yeah, it's they've won their league. They've got uh, a trophy. That's the league below the championship of the uh, of and and the, the league and then obviously you got the super league above that. If for the last to go on a playoff, thoughts on the Wolves women and what a job Mac has done with them. Two oh, promotions in a row. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? You know, and like we've said before with the under twenty threes and in the eighteens and the Wolves women, anyone who's got that Wolves badge on, they get our support, don't they? You know, if we if we had an under twelve Tiddlywinks team and they had a Wolves badge on, we'd say, Go on, lads, you can do it. You know, so it's great for them, and, and I know they've had issues in the past with the last two years, haven't they? Where they were top of the league by a mile, and the season got cancelled, and then they had another twice. one where, twice, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's about time they had something go their way, isn't it? And like you say, I think looking at the league table, they're they're by far and away the best team in that division by by a mile, and it'd be a travesty if if they didn't get promoted. So you know, we wish them well in the in the playoff, and and hopefully, you know, if it can be at Molyneux as well, I'm sure there'll be a a big crowd in for, for that as well. Right, they've got to, they'll have to play. Yeah, uh, it looks like they play the win, the winner of the of the Southern Premier, which is looking like being Southampton. That's a playoff match to get promoted. But then you have to put a business plan in to get promoted as well on top. So, but I'm sure Wolves will sort that out because obviously they where they play at the moment, Old Wolf Stadium isn't classed as a elite enough stadium. They'd have to move it 
somewhere. Jack, absolutely brilliant to have you on again, mate. Thank Thanks. you so much. No worries. And um, it's always good having you on. And uh, I thought I'd get you on first tonight. There you go. Cheers. You waited right. a load last time, last week. Brilliant, mate. Cheers, pal. No worries. See you later, guys. See ya. So that's Jack. Um, um, always talks a lot of sense. I know you love hearing from him. Carl Whitehouse has said the under-23 semi-final, the Premier League Cup as well. Yes, well done. It should be uh, made that. Charles saying congratulations to the Wolves women as well. And guys, we've got nearly 90 watching live. Um, so why don't you all let us know in the comments where you're watching from in the world. That'd be great. Next up, before we get to Gareth, who's uh, the Newcastle fan and uh, director of Spider VPN and Spider Minor, we've got making her third appearance. She's uh, she's made she's she's got the shirt and she's holding on to it. Lucy, hi Dave. <laughs> Hello, Lucy. You're all right. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, you've got you've got into the team and you're holding your place with a shirt. That's it now. No, no, getting rid of me now. That's it. <laughs> I know you love it. People love having you on as well. Once you make your debut, that's the hardest bit. And then you've got your debut out of the way. I was like, Andy's coming on for his debut in a bit. He's probably like uh, watching all of this backstage in the green in the green room. And uh, it's not so bad, is it? The friendly bunch on here, ain't we? Of course. I always knew it anyway. It's just. It was a bit, I was very, very nervous that first time. But now it's just like talking to a friend on, you know, on, on Snapchat or something. It's, you know. Hey, you're down with the, uh, you're down with the cool kids if you've got Snapchat, ain't you then? Um, I haven't got it anymore, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of that. I'm too Mate, old for that. Did you go to the game? <laughs> I didn't, no. You watched it on the box? Yeah, yeah, I was in yeah, the You watched it from a normal angle, rather than like we would like drones flying around the stadium, but like, that high up. It was like, actually, for, for about 90 minutes, I felt like it was life as a drone. That's what it would be like, <laughs> type of thing. You know, it, uh, it, fantastic. From your perspective, watching it um, on the box, obviously, and watching it all through the game, what what were your general feelings of the game? And what were your expectations before the match? And how did you feel when the team came out? The game itself, I was bored out of my brain. There was no excitement whatsoever, apart from when Fabio did manage to get the ball. Apart from that, what else is there to talk about? Well, apart from Bolly, Bolly, had, Bolly was, you know, on the money. But apart from them two, there was nothing else to talk about. It was just boring. And I sat, sat in the pub with family and I, I didn't know what I was watching compared to what we watched the week before. It was just elation the week before. And then to this week, going, well, can we turn it off, please? Can we put some snooker on? Because that would be more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what the snooker on? It would have been actually. It was like because I was so old. You could you, you could put the balls on and start potting down the thing. With that, <laughs> right, it was uh, it was brilliant. I love uh, to be honest. It's it's great. Um, but you normally when you go to an away game, you're like much. I mean, I'm generally quite low. Um, and you think, but you you see the game from a different. It's like watching Football Manager or 
sensible soccer or FIFA, you're that high up, you've got an aerial view of it all moving around. So you can see, like, all, all the spaces and everything. Yeah. And, like, oh, I mean, it was just great. We've got some people here watching. I mean, we've got Somerset to Cape, uh, Coral, Florida, to Baltimore, to Stonehenge, to Rugby. It's brilliant, brilliant that we have people all over the UK and all over the world tuning in to watch the show and watching you live, <laughs> giving your opinions, Lucy. Who did you watch the game with? Uh, my uncle um, and uh, my cousin was in there. There was quite a few of my family and friends in the pub with me, which was nice. Was After everyone, I... like, fed up at half-time as well? Yeah. Very much so. Very. Was very there a lot of moaning and groaning? Like, oh, you give the ball away again. Any other time, you don't want to go to the bar because you think, oh, I'm going to miss something. It couldn't wait to get to the bar to get away from the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth's laughing his head off in the green room. I can tell you right now, he's he's loving the show. He's like, mate, it's like, <laughs> and Andy is, and he's laughing as well. And yeah. <laughs> It's like it's some of it. We have some comedy moments, don't we? You, you ain't wrong, mate. It's like you, you know. It's like going to the bar to get away from watching to, from watching it. It was, it was, it was a bit like that. Well, I thought we were better in the second half, and I thought yeah. actually when Newcastle scored, we were probably having our best period of the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no way was that a penalty. Not. Well, a I was gonna come penalty. on. I was gonna come on to uh, onto that because. I haven't actually watched the uh, penalty back properly, but a lot of people said that um, Chris Wood left his leg dangling like yeah. as he went through and he, he played for the penalty. But it, it did go to VAR and they had a long look at it, didn't they? But they didn't overturn it. They probably thought we got yeah. one decision. That was about our, our lot. Yeah, it's Wolves. Let's not give them, let's not spoil them too much. <laughs> I mean, you, we, you, you'd say it wasn't a penalty. What you, you know? Did you did you think he literally left his leg in? Left his leg in. You could just see the way he was going over. It was he was diving. He, he just it was so clear. It was unreal. But yeah, it's one of them things now. We move on from it again. You know these things happen, unfortunately, and not just well, just for yeah. us. It's just unfortunately that most times that's the way it goes. And you know, Wolves have conceded more penalties uh, this season than any other team. And we've got, do you know how many penalties we've had all season? I think we've conceded had seven against us. Do you know how many penalties we've actually had? Oh, go on. One. I thought, I, yeah. I'm not sure whether that means because we don't get in the box very often or <laughs> but we've had one penalty and we've had seven against. Yeah. yeah. They never support. Oh, again, we've had two penalties in a row, wasn't it, really? You know, because we yeah. had a, another one against Villa, which definitely wasn't a penalty, the one from uh, the Villa game. That was like what... It, but that's the way it goes. Okay. Um, do you think Saw, you know, is... Made his made Chris Wood's mind for him the way he's come out, or did you just think he was unlucky? I think he was unlucky. I think he was unlucky. Uh, you could see Sars' intent. Um, uh, yes, it was offside as well, by the way. Yes, I saw that comment. Yes, it was offside as well. It was offside, so, but they didn't, but they didn't give it offside, did they? 
No, they didn't look at that part. They must have looked at it. Why, what, why do you say it was offside? Don't ask me, Dave. You know I'm not very good at this sort of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, from like you watch and think, did they pull it up on the screen and... No. Well, obviously, from where we're looking at, we were behind the goal. And I've not really watched it back properly because no. I was depressed. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I am not good with when it comes to that sort of thing, when it comes to rules. I've told you many, many times before. But everybody in the pub was going absolutely crazy. It's offside. It was offside for a start. And then it went to penalty. It doesn't, it wasn't, it just, no. <laughs> but he did finish it, he did finish it well. He celebrated it well, didn't he? And, uh, you know, the Wolves is um, an interesting stat. Up until that game, it was the longest, well, the record sequence in the Premier League for two sides, Newcastle and Wolves, that had not kept a clean sheet. 13 games. It's the longest, longest sequence in Premier League history. So I had hope that it would be another 1-1 because Wolves, it's like, that's the that's the go-to bet. And in fact, Gareth, before the, match, before the match, said he was really confident it was going to be a 1-1 draw. Um, and it, it wasn't. We didn't get that extra goal, did we? And what was your highlight of the game? Uh, <laughs> Fabio shot on goal. It made it was a good effort that was. He made something out of well, nothing. I thought it was going in, you know, how he turned and got it. Good save. Honestly, if that had gone in, I think my table would have gone up. It was it was beautiful, but that was a great save. You couldn't take that away from the keeper. It was a brilliant save. He got down well, didn't he? He did. He did. But it was a, it was a brilliant shot. Absolutely brilliant. It was. But um, apart from that, I don't think there was any highlights. Well, it's, it's you, highlights. Picked out, you picked out one. Uh, yeah. What about your man of the match? Fabio. Fabio, Fabio, Fabio. baby. Yeah. yeah, Fabio Silva. And your performance rating? Three. Oh, I think I'm going to go with Jack. Three. A three. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That says everything, doesn't it? A three. The boys need to pick it up now because it's getting... Beyond the joke now, this roller coaster that we're on. How happy were we last week? And yeah. then the week before we weren't. And then it's like every week, it's like on off, on off. Apart from next week, we don't have a game because City are in the uh semi finals. We don't have a game for 14 days, and then it's Burnley away. Yeah, that ain't a given, is it? They're desperate. No, because no, Burnley, I mean, I'm not being funny, it's a hard place to play as well. And I don't, I really don't like that brain, so I'm glad I'm not going to that one, to be honest. I was yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be covering it as uh, as usual. Um, after the weekend's results, where are we going to finish? I'm, I'm happy where we are. I'm happy in eighth. You're happy in eighth. Well, I'm to be honest, if we do I'm finish eighth at the end of the season... For Bruno Lage's first season, that's probably a decent return for the season that we're in. Um, but like it's Europe's not completely gone as it after the weekend. No. We're like two points behind West Ham, two points behind Man United. Man United's next game's Liverpool. They their game in hand will be gone. Mm -hmm. Um so you can 
it, it's a funny old it's a funny old thing. It's like nobody. It's like Arsenal look like they got fourth place nailed on, and then they've lost two games in a row, and now it's Tottenham that are in fourth. Um, you know, so it's it's a funny yeah. it's a funny old game, isn't it? You know. The love of football. That's what it is, Dave. It's it's the joys of football. <laughs> the joys of football. The absolutely. Football. So you've gone with the three uh, and Fabio Silva. Uh, great news of get up on the women as well, the women's game. I can't wait for Wednesday. I'm going. Are you, are you going Wednesday, aren't you? Yeah. It's at Molyneux, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I know you messaged me earlier saying I'm a going, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if... Uh, I can fit it in this Wednesday, but um, if they get the, the playoff when it's against Southampton uh, to get promoted to the championship, hopefully they'll put that on at Molyneux because I think that'll be uh, well attended oh, as well, yeah. won't it? Yeah, very much so. Be well received as well, that will, by the fans. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on again, Lucy. It's an absolute oh. pleasure. Oh, can, um, I, can I just say... Um, because my uncle has said to me, please, please say this online. Um, you know, love to the Hatherton Wolves, they are fantastic. Love to the Hatherton to the Hatherton Wolves, yeah, definitely. Wolves, they're, they're fantastic. We go away with them, and they honestly, they're run by the best bloke in the whole wide world, Russ. He's brilliant, and I just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> No, great. And uh, you'll have to try and get uh, some of them to come on at some point and give yeah. you some more support. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they'll be watching this back and giving you some support on the uh, the, the comments and the likes as well. Yeah. Okay. And also let's all listen to it back on the podcast. Lucy, fantastic, mate. Thanks for coming on. No problem, Dave. You take care, sweet. See you later. See you later. You fun. Bye. That's Lucy. It's always really important to get uh, female fans' uh, thoughts because they you know, they go home and away, you know, and support their club as well, just like the men. And uh, it's great to get ladies on. So any ladies out there that want to come on and have their view, you're more than welcome. It's great to have that Lucy's got the confidence to come on and do that. It's much appreciated. Now we have a very, very special guest that's coming on next, Uh friend of mine got to know him basically i'd spent it at a meal up in zap the vietnamese um just the toy before the game at zap um massive supporter of the channel really appreciate the support that they they give me um and this channel in um in their support and that's uh, spider vpn and also the new product which is uh spider minor and they're from Newcastle. They're Geordie fans and they're great people. And we welcome on one of the directors now. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? Mate, probably not as good as you. After the <laughs> thing. Well, I'm sure everyone will give you a massive welcome. Um, but obviously, we got to spend a bit of time together before the game. And, um, you know, we, you were... Obviously, came out on top from the Newcastle. What's what? What's the Newcastle perspective on the game? Well, we had a discussion before the game, Dave. And what I was saying to you was that um, the Newcastle they played last time is a different beast altogether to the uh, the Newcastle they're playing now. So basically, Eddie Howe has improved every single one of our players, big style. Or so, and and all the three, the past three away results. 
probably loads of a bit of a false sense of security. I mean, because we were hammered by Tottenham. Um, Chelsea, it was a narrow defeat. Uh, Everton was a narrow defeat. But, um, yeah, apart from that, we've won pretty much everything or drew everything. You know, we really had a nine-game unbeaten run, hadn't yeah. we? Yeah. So, um, like I said, they're a different beast. So, um, I, I think, I, I think um, a couple of good things happened for us. Your team was weakened, as you, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, you had a lot of players out. Uh, we are a full-strength team out. And also, with the fact that, um, let's say, Eddie Howe strengthened all the players. The, the players we brought in as well, like Dan Burns, and I also mentioned you, Bruno Gimmerich. Um They have really like sorted us out. We're so organised now, and especially at home. Let, but let's put it this way, Dave. I don't think many people will be beating us at home this year, rest of the season. No, well, you've put, that's five in a row, isn't it? And um, yeah, what I mean, what was your what was your take on Wolves? Uh, not what I expected. Um, I expected you to be. Um, I mean, you were organised, very organised, but like from a creative point of view, there wasn't much from you. And um, I, I, I think remember I told you looking for before the match. I said, look, look for Bruno Gamerish, watch him because he's a really good player. I really do think he bossed that midfield, which, which kind of it didn't surprise because I know he's a good player, but I'm surprised how easy it became for him. There's nothing got past him, and um, we weren't great either, by the way. I don't think I don't think we were fantastic, um, but I think it was just a ground out 1 0 win, and um, I expect a lot more creativity from Wolves to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think losing um, obviously Nevis and then Dendonka and Pedence, we just were toothless up front. We, had, I mean, we were wolves with uh, with a gum shielding. We had no bite at yes. all, did we? You know, we, I mean, we were going around the field like this, side to side, <laughs> literally. Yeah, um, right. Anyway, I've got a joke for you. Just before one of the um, a crab walks into a pub. And the and the barman says, uh, "I'll serve you, but don't get giving it all this." Oh dear! Bad in it, that. <laughs> right, whilst we're on the subject of crabs, <laughs> I've right, something you can do about one than that. Um, you know, I mean, how are you feeling as a, a Newcastle fan now? You you look like you're safe. You've got rid of Ashley, and um, that black cloud that's been hanging over yeah. Newcastle for so long and now you've got the a new dawn that's, that's rising. Sorry, excuse me one second. Bowser's. I'll, I'll look at you on. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting wrong. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, yeah. Um, sorry, Jim, can, I, can I ask me that question again? Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, so I mean, because I mean, you had... Uh, so what basically obviously you got the rid of Ashley, the big dark cloud, you've got the new owners, you're looking like you're safe, you've got this new dawn that's that's rising. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how, what's the mood like now with the Newcastle faithful? probably the way you felt when you you came back up uh, and you know that you had that new fresh horizon in front of you, the Premier League again, and uh, you, you had a bit of investment and you know, for two or three seasons it was a it was a just absolutely rosy for you. Now we feel the same. We're, we're now in a situation where, um, you know, 
we're not going to invest some money. And we know we now know we're going to stay in the Premier League. So thankfully, Dave will, will be able to play his next season. And, and you know, that I think that results secured that happening. So I'm really well. I'm that. glad we could be of help. Well, you're very kind of that because it is a good away day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm pleased Absolutely. you like the city because um, Cozy Joe's, by the way, is fantastic, isn't it? Is rammed. It was, in fact, everywhere in Newcastle was rammed. Yeah. I had to wait. We had to wait an hour and twenty minutes till I could get on to sing "Beauty School Dropout." <laughs> yeah, good you stuff. know, I had backing so. singers and everything. It was really good. Um, but yeah, it was kind of cool. But like uh, an hour and twenty minutes to get to get on. But uh, they, had, I mean, there were some really bad singers on before me. So I think there was a big relief when I came on and uh, was. <laughs> Not as bad as some of the rest. I sang Beauty Still Dropout from Greece, Frankie oh, Valley. Right. I do like a karaoke. Gareth, yeah. whilst we've got you on, because um, um, you, you are a massive supporter of the channel, you have been all season, and obviously we've got the Spider VPN and, and everything, and you've got a new product out, Spider Miner. I think it's It'd be nice for you just to have a quick background and talk for a couple of minutes about your company and your products and what they actually do do. And the link to the spider miners in the description below. But it, it's yeah. nice for people to just learn about that because without your support, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm able to do with my YouTube channel. Yeah, so um, I'll keep it brief because obviously we want to talk about football at another day, don't we? Um, but briefly... So Spider VPN, who we've advertised with you all this time, have a sister company called Spider DAO. Now Spider DAO is a cryptocurrency. So anyone who, who who does crypto out there can purchase Spider DAO tokens, uh, cryptocurrency. Um, I, I <laughs> like anything, prices can go up, they can go down. So I can't give advice on that. But um, yeah, if you if you if you want to buy tokens, that's great. But as part of that company, we um, we developed um, a miner. So this miner, unlike normal crypto mining, which costs you a fortune in electricity, um, so if you're mining ETH or you're mining Bitcoin, for example, it costs your electric, electricity because you couldn't afford them to run a, a traditional miner. So we've developed the miner that will mine up to five different cryptocurrencies at the same time. But what, what the real uh, benefit of, of, of this is, it only uses about um, five or ten pounds worth of electricity per year to run it. All right. So it's if if you want to get into cryptocurrency, it's a great way. To, it's a great entry level product where you can buy it. It'll sit in your sitting room. It'll give you VPN protection, but at the same time it'll make you money on crypto with five different coins. And it sits there, ticks away, and makes your money while you get on with your life. And that's so the basically, it, you, it's a product that sits in your room. It's a, it's a VPN as well, so that connects to any device that Correct. you have in the household, not just the one. It connects to your phones, your tablets, your computers, that's anything, right. your TV. And on the side of that, it also sits there and basically mines crypto so that at the end of the year, the 12 months, it's made you some money as well. That's the plan. That's exactly what it is. And um, we're very proud of it because it's cutting edge. There's no one else does this. You can buy miners that will cost you a fortune electricity and it'll mine one coin at a time. 
this costs you next to nothing electricity and it'll, it'll mine five different coins uh, at the same time. Uh, the mining periods for a year, but after the year, that device will still provide your VPN protection uh, on an ongoing basis. Um, so we're very proud of it and um, we want to get it out there. So on the chat earlier, I put a link on um, just so if anyone's interested, have a, just have a look and do your research. Can you, put it on the, can you put it on the chat again? I will do it once we finish here. I'll put it back on there, Dave. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's also a link in the description below as well. Uh, and it's basically something that, like, because like a lot of people hear about crypto, and it's it's an entry level way of getting in, as well as getting a VPN for your home yeah. and all your devices as well. So it's a two in one really, and because it's got it mines five coins, it's basically spread it spreads the risk basically rather than just the one. So you have got you know some go down, some go up over the course of the year. Is that kind of the the, the gist. That's the gist of it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting all these things because yeah, I did listen to you. I mean, I mean, it has got other features as well. For example, um, you can do a down vote through it. Um, but, but again, I don't want to go into too much detail on that because uh, let's keep it just simple for for, the, for this exercise. Um, but yeah, it has other features as well. And uh, I recommend you know if you want to get the crypto, just buy yourself one and um, get into crypto. That was an easy. This is the way of doing it. Fantastic, mate. I appreciate uh, you, you you coming on um, and talking about that as well. As I say, like you you just you hear every single week. We you know you're on the podcast. We we put the links in and you support the channel. And it's really really appreciated. And uh, obviously, there's going to be. I know you've got lots more news coming throughout the rest of the year with other things that are coming along that you're developing as well. So, thanks for your support, mate. I appreciate. It. Back to the game. Yeah. Um, who stood out for you, if anyone, as a Wolves fan, as a Wolves player? I tell you, I was really impressed with, and um, I thought he absolutely had some maximum in his pocket. Was that defender? Um, was it Bolly? Willie Bolly. Willie Bolly. He was fantastic. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed by him. Um, because, uh, to be honest with you, St. maximum normally takes a mickey out of players like that, but he just had, had him in his pocket the whole game. I thought so. He was excellent. Um, so yeah, for for Wolves, it'll be my my man of the, man of the match. Um, and what would you give the Newcastle performance rating and your Newcastle man of the match from your perspective? And what was your we, highlight of the game? I, I don't think we played well, Dave. Really, um, to be honest, and I, I think we scraped a result rather than winning the result. Um, so for, for me, I, I'd give it a probably five out of ten. A five out of ten. Yeah. You beat us 1-0 with a 5 out of 10. That says everything, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I don't Are you man of the match? Uh, man of the match for us was definitely Bruno. Yeah. Not your Bruno, our Bruno. <laughs> yeah, in the middle. And your highlight of the game? Um, I, I thought the uh, the goal that was given offside was like a well-worked goal. Um, it was a good goal, apart from the offside, yeah. And the comedy well, defending. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I think that was a highlight of the game for me, but um, it was a shame it was ruled out. Fantastic. Gareth, uh, thanks for ever so much for uh, for coming on, mate. I appreciate it. It was really lovely meeting you and Nathan. Give my, give my best wish. Have you watched you watched the vlog back, I guess, you and Nathan? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was fun. You even made the front cover. It's like, do you make the front cover of my thumbnails? It's like getting on the front of Vogue. Seriously. Right. 
Very famous now, Dave. Brilliant, mate. Keep uh, when you come off, just put the link again in the uh, in the description for everyone that you've just talked um, about with your spider miner as well. Can I just wish you all the best for the rest of the season? And um, I sincerely hope you get to Europe. I, I really do mean that. I appreciate that, mate. Well, I hope so. And it's and you know it's good that, as I say, Newcastle are well safe because it means that we can uh, join up with you again um, next season when we come up to Newcastle because it it is a good, it's a brilliant way. It might be a long way to go. I just hope they don't put it on a Friday night again. Oh it's yeah, hard. they say it's tough. But I suppose the Geordie fans have to travel like, to London, you know, five times a a season, and that's the trek in it in itself. So you know we're. We we do we do moan about the Friday night, but then you probably have a few of those trips. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, it's just a true fact. Top man, thanks ever so much, mate. Awesome. Take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, bye, bye. Lovely to have Gareth on, a top bloke, and his brother Nathan's lovely as well. As I say, they're massive supporters. Uh, you know, so check out the the, the VPN. Check out the Spider Miner. He's going to put a link on in a minute. Uh, links in the description below, and uh, long may they continue to uh, to support us. Uh, and and next on, we've got Andy Mack. Hello, mate. Making Evening, your day. Thank you, Evening, everyone. I really appreciate you waiting patient, patiently, Andy. But I thought it gives you an idea um, when you first on to get an idea of how the show rolls and the sort of things we talk, so you can get a gist before you come on. Right yeah, very the, much so. Right at the top of the show, but we we met in person for the first time at the weekend. A uh, friend of Paul and Chris and uh, and Balak, and uh, you're a top bloke. And we had a we had a drink with you as well. Did you get home okay in the end? We did. It was a long drive, obviously, um, but yeah, I think uh, it would have been a happier drive back in uh, better circumstances. Um, long ways to go, but yeah, if you get back with a win, it's always nice. So uh, yeah, it's a shame, really, it wasn't in a bit of a happy, happy situation. No, it, it, yeah, it was. It's just one of them things with the with with Wolves, isn't it? Do you think we're a bit like roll, which is a bit of a roller coaster from week to week at the moment? We've got the highs and then the low, and then the high, and then the low, the hope, and then the dash. You know, the joy and the pain every single week. Um, it's we had. Obviously, it was painful to watch, wasn't it? It did feel like that. I think probably, you know, this season more than most, I think we've been quite good at putting together runs of games with, you know, getting back-to-back results, which we've, you know, we kind of struggled with that really in the Premier League before. But we do seem to have this ability to throw a bit of a, you know, a shocker in every so often. And I think that was, you know, real, you know, evident on Friday night. It was probably one of the worst and... um yeah, it's just it's difficult. I know Bruno talks about a lot about consistency, um, but you know, really, it's that kind of performance that really just leaves you feeling really flat afterwards. Uh, I know, mate. It was it, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? Really, it's like what you say. This it's when the team came out. I was like, it took the wind out my sails a little bit because I thought, you know, it was going to be difficult in the midfield and Pedents Trinko had a poor game. But I think he plays well with Pedence. I think when Pedence is on the pitch, they sort of link up well, and he seems to come. It's Pedence seems to bring the best out of Trincao, and Fabio. It all seems to work. Whereas, I, mean, I think it was Manny that said a couple of weeks ago that when Pedence is on the, the pitch, we're three times more more successful in scoring. 
than he is when he's not on it. And it's you never we never really looked like doing anything, did we? No, I think you know as soon as you see the team, you think, oh, you know, this doesn't really look like the sort of team that's going to cause Newcastle too many problems. I think I was a bit, you know, sort of wary before the game. They've got quite good, you know, sort of home form. And, you know, where was the attacking intention going to come from? Normally, you know, if we play two in the middle and three up top, it looks like we're going to try and attack the game. And, you know, it couldn't have been more different, could it? You know, you said that kind of sensible soccer analogy. You could really see, couldn't you, from where we were up in the stands, you know, just how little movement there was and how predictable the play was. I mean, Trinkau and Huang, you know, anonymous. And it just, you know, we never really created anything of note. And it just looked like we never really threatened or had a chance resorting to lots of long balls. And, you know, they've got a guy that's six foot seven playing centre half. If you're going to keep knocking long balls up there, you're not going to get much fun, are you? No, mate. And do you remember Sensible Soccer? I do indeed. Oh, it's the best football game ever. You know, if it, if it was in this stack that was at eSports now... And it was sensible soccer. I would be, I would be there, man. I was blooming good at sensible soccer. I was, and I had it on my Commodore sixty four. Do you know? Do you remember the Commodore sixty four? I did. I had. Uh, was it Gary Lineker's Hot Shots on Commodore sixty four? That was uh, cutting edge at the time. Do you, Do you remember when they had the little tape desk next to it, and you just load it up and it went... Yeah, half an hour. You had to go off, didn't you? Go and find, do something else, you know, for half an hour. And then it came back and it had loaded. Kids these days don't know the ball. And they literally put <laughs> something on it. It's there. And so back in the day, you used to have to load these things up. I remember I had this game called Galaxians. And it would take half an hour to load. And you'd have the screen going. <laughs> and then it, it would crash. Yeah, well, it didn't load. It that was it. Yeah. Manic Miner. Do you remember that? Don't think I'd know, not not that one, but uh, yeah. And there was a the there, was, there was a fish one right? called James Pond. That was <laughs> brilliant, really mate. I, I loved my Commodore sixty four. I did back in the I, back in the day. I had some, but I was I mean I was really good at, at sensible soccer. And I will tell you what else I was good at. I was good at Sabutio. That's it. We still play that now, actually, with my nephews. So uh, that's come back down at the loft. It's well, I was uh, my my friend Simon. Um, who powers Walsall Fan TV? Um, he beat the world's champion at Sabutio, and the next day I beat him. So that technically makes me the world cha- was it the does. world champion for a day. Winner stops on. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'll have to, you know, start throwing into the podcast and into these shows a little theme that we net we we um, we net knit through. Sort of like your favourite ever computer game or your favourite movie and things like that. I think that would be something cool. If you think, guys, in the chat, whether we should introduce a new feature like your favourite tweet or, or your favourite movie or your favourite computer game or TV programme for every guest I have on, if you think that's a good idea and a fun addition, favourite cake, then uh, let me know in the comments and we'll in- start introducing it. Andrew Benton says sensible soccer on the 94 on the amiga i do you know what I, andy i followed up my, my uh, love for commodore and i had a commodore amiga as well did you yeah i had a commodore amiga i love my commodore as i did anyway slightly going off the off track okay. um back onto the uh onto the game what was your highlight of the weekend the weekend, well, I've got more chance of the weekend than I have of the game anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think the drink afterwards is probably the highlight. But I think oh, um, it was the game, good. it was a good beer, wasn't it, afterwards? Eventually, yeah. after we found one, after someone had uh, finally let us in, it was a bit of a walk, wasn't it, through the through uh, through the city. But 
Um, I think it the game, was. what I quite enjoyed was the uh, little turn by Fabio on the halfway line when he uh, let the ball run through. Oh, that was uh, that's probably the best bit, that's really. A good, that's a good call, that was, because that was, that, that, that was, um, was that on the far side by the touchline when that's he said? Yeah, I like that. I like the fact he's got that in his locker. You know, it's something a bit different. Yeah, that's what you can normally rely on Pedence for or something like that. But, yeah, that's the sort of thing that we lack, really, sometimes. Someone that can do something a bit different. And you're Andy, you're quite a fit person, so I take it the 140 stairs didn't really bother you. Well, if I'd known what I was in for, I maybe would have taken a little bit longer to get up there, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a guy next to me that was as he was queuing up that had clearly started in the pub a lot earlier than I had, and how he made it up there, I've no idea. Maybe he didn't. I didn't actually see him upstairs. But, uh, <laughs> he probably made it to the halfway point, like base camp, set up a tent. That's it. What I did love, yeah, what I did love well, was the queue for the lift. I thought, yeah, that's not something you see every day, is it? A football ground. Have you got all the every uh, every guy trying to uh, get in the lift rather than take the stairs? So you got to do it, haven't you? If you get there, you got to try and take on the stairs. I tell you what, mate. I've started something here with this computer. So, uh, Gary Fernley, Rambo on the Commodore. Oh man, the memories. Andrew Benton still got his Game Boy. You know, you know. I've switched. You know, 1200 for in car with friend, his friend had a 1200. I remember, like, my Simon again, he was like, go back again. He had the ZX80 Spectrum, ZX80. And I remember as a young kid, I'd been wowed by this game, man. It was literally a little, I mean, it was about this big, the ZX80. It was had a little membrane over it, and it was plugged in to a little black and white portable TV. And it was like, you've got to come and watch this skiing game. And it was literally asterisks, you know, like the, the little asterisks on the on the screen with an equal sign <laughs> that you'd, uh, you'd ski through. And at the time, it was like, oh, my God, that's so good. And it's yeah. like, you see the game, the, 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 oh, then were the days, man, I'll, you know, the days of our lives, the days of our youth, the ZX80. And look at, I mean, it's. The power of like your phone now is like the same as what you could the, the Apollo moon landings. I've got more yeah, power. Crazy, than isn't it? You're man of the match, mate. I think in the after the game, I said it was Fabio Silva. I think you know again, it was, it was difficult to pick someone, wasn't it? I did think I agree with you know a few other people that have said that I thought Bolly actually had a good game, um, but I do think that Fabio at least tried to make things happen a little bit um, and try and at least. You know, sort of make something happen for himself or for others. So, and he did get those shots away at the end. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, I'd still stick with Silver as man of the match. And, and are you, uh, what, what, what are you thinking now after the game of your uh, performance, right? Because you would have seen Andy on the instant reaction after the match. Yeah, I think well, it's still five, isn't it, really? I think time to, you know, sort of look back at it and you know see the highlights and stuff like that. It's just, I think the the word I used was kind of underwhelming. I think you know, sort of, it was so negative. Um, I think you know, right at the start, um, you know, Jack was saying that it's you know a chance to play a marker down. It's Friday night. It's your chance to kind of you know put the pressure on the other teams and you know to turn up and play like that. It was, yeah. You know, I just always feel that we do better on the front foot. We're a really good side on the front foot, and I think as soon as we try and take the sting out of games and just knock the ball around. I think it really starts to, you know, affect us. And it just, you know, that's not us. That's not us at our best, is it? No. And I asked you straight after the match, because we, um, 
were on Friday night, and this was before United lost, Arsenal lost, West Ham got beaten by Brentford. And I turned to you and I went, Andy, is Europe over? And you went, is, is it gone? And you went, yes, it's gone. Are you still thinking the same? Or is uh, the results of the weekend, you know, that hope, has, yeah. that hope has come back? It just keeps prolonging the agony, doesn't it? Because you still then start looking at it and thinking, come on, is this the, we, you know, can we do it? And I don't know, is it, is it going to be one of those seasons where it's another one of those what if moments? You know, if we'd just done that or just got that result. I think for me, the Leeds game, you know, we'd done so well, haven't we, to get to the position we're in at half time. You felt like this is our chance to kick on. And this Friday just gone was the complete opposite of that. And I think we sort of said after the game, I think if you finish the game with, you know, a team of Chem Campbell, you know, Cundall, Silver, nothing against those players. And it's, you know, no way a criticism of them, but that isn't a team that's challenging for the top six of the Premier League, is it? You know, there's a lot of inexperienced people there. I think, are we ready for that to kick on to that next level with the squad we've got? Possibly not. You know, these injuries, you know, that's, that's sort of taken. I think, it, I think what, it, it, what it has showcased, hasn't it? Again, it's showcased how thin our squad is if we get. Uh, we pick up injuries like we've got okay, I'd say we've got decent cover at wing back because we've got effectively four wing backs Hayk Nori, Marcel, Johnny and Hoover. You know, you know, Johnny can play either side technically speaking. So we've got four wing backs all in specific uh, and Samada as well. So that's five. Yeah. You look up front at the wide players, Wang, Neto, Pedence, Trinka. We did have, obviously, Adama. Giles will probably come into that mix again, a wing-back sort of thing, Chikino. You've got a bit there. And then at the defence, obviously, you've got, when they're all fit, you could... But the strength in depth, especially in the midfield areas, you've only re... you've said all season, we've only really got... Matinho, 36, Neves and Dendonka. Kundal's come into the squad. Saiz can potentially play. But we, we, we're really short. I think what worries me, I think what worries most Wolves fans is at the end of this season, Matinho hasn't signed a new contract. He's 35, 36. Neves is two years left. So, you know, bids of 50 or 60 million and Wolves are going to be tempted to sell. And if we don't get European football, is he going to want to go? But we have to say every year we're worrying about Neves going. And it's been a, a joy that we've had him as long as we have. Den Donker, you know, it's pretty much, I think he'll still be still be around. But, you know, Kundal's coming through. Morgan Gibbs-White has, got some, has done well at, um, at um, Sheffield. But, like... We've, we we need to strengthen the midfield, not weaken it next season. You 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 need to keep your Neves, your Dendonka, your Kundo, and Matinho potentially, and add another two to it, don't we? Yeah, I mean we need a different style of player, I think, in there to complement what we've got. I think you know the player that, not that we'd ever sign that player in particular, but someone like a Kovacic at Chelsea, someone that can you know, beat a man, drive you up the pitch with the ball and pull other teams apart a little bit. We don't really have that. We move the ball quite well, but nobody really takes anybody on in those central positions. It tends to come from out wide. And, you know, I don't profess to know everything about him, but that seems to be the sort of style of play that, you know, Renato Sanchez or someone like that can 
brings here. So again, we just need different options because it can all get a little bit samey. And I think, you know, Cundle in that too, it was just a little bit unfortunate he got thrown in in that because in a three against Tottenham, he looked really good. And well, against... that, that, that's that's right. And that's the thing that I, I, I've been tempering. It was he was really thrown into the deep end um, in a two. And in a three, he's just got that extra bit of protection and you could see his confidence grow. Whereas in the two, he was always worried about making the mistake. And we we just didn't have the range of vision to to get the our plan, get any grip on the game, did we? And I, and I think the change of half-time, if it had changed to a three, it might have just... I mean, we did play better second half, to be fair. And, and you know, they scored just when we were starting to get on top. But we never got a grip of the game at any point, really, did we? No, I mean, we couldn't get near to Shelby, who kept putting those balls over the top, which... I don't know, it seems to be a bit of a running theme lately. Teams seem to be trying to knock these balls over the top and get us sort of turned. Um, you know, we couldn't get near him. You know, like Gareth said, that um, Bruno in midfield for them played well. So you're playing against three good players in there as well. It's not just the fact it's two on three. You've got three actually very good midfielders, yeah. you know, even for where Newcastle We're are. We're overloaded. Overloaded. We've got, you know, one player... At the one end of his career, you know, still going strong, 35, 36 years old, an absolute wizard, seen it all, done it all. And then you've got a young lad who's got, who is almost like, want to be like Matinho and maybe will be. Young lad, 19, lots of ability, but he hasn't got that level of experience yet of playing the amount of games you need to, to have that savviness. And uh, it came through, didn't it, mate? Do you think um, do you think Neves will be with us next season? Your heart, your gut instinct. Oh, it's two different things, isn't it? I mean, I, if we've got any ambition, you've got to build a team around him. You've got to get him tied down, but you've got to convince him probably of the project again. I think you know when we got promoted, they went out and made you know Matinho, Patricio, those kind of signings, and it it puts a bit of a statement of intent out there. I think I can't see him sign a new deal without some kind of you know guarantee that they're going to be up there challenging and really going for it. I think if you look at um, you know you probably look at what Jota's doing at, at Liverpool, you know doing well in you know four competitions still, he'll want a bit of that eventually, but. You just feel like we're so close to being able to offer him that, but it really, you know, it's a massive summer, isn't it? For I think we'll are offering him uh, a new contract, and it certainly would, uh, it, it, you know, with two years to go on his contract. Um, if they've got, if they get an extra two years, it certainly means they can command a higher fee and scare people off. I think if we get European football, whether it's Conference League or Europa League, that will add an extra added appeal. It will also help Wolves recruit in the uh, in the summer window because you can say we've got European football as well. You know, even if it's the Conference League, you know, it's a, it's a trophy that you can potentially go and win. Leicester have done well in this this year. So even like seventh. I mean, there is a scenario, I think, whereas we can finish eighth and still qualify, um, I believe. Um, someone was saying that. Tell me if I'm wrong. Probably Carl will probably know this. Carl Whitehouse, Mr. Stato, he'll probably know. But I'm sure someone said that there is a scenario where we can fin still finish eighth. I think it might be if West Ham or Leicester win um, the, uh, the Europa League or the Conference League, that then drops a place down 
because they've won. So they'll go into, like, if Leicester wins the Conference League, I think they go in the Europa League and West Ham win the Europa League, they go in the Champions League. And then that drops down another space. Um, yeah. I think that's the uh, the thinking. So I could still do it. I still have a gut feeling that we, we, we can still sneak seventh because I think West Ham have still got so much to play for. Um, and they've got their eyes on the prize elsewhere. I think if there's one team we might sneak above because of the distraction that they've got with the European competitions, it might be West Ham saying that. We we do have Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea, and on paper we get no points. How many points do you think we're going to get from the next six games? I think, you know, we're, the thing with Wolves, we're always capable of getting points in those big games, though, aren't we? You wouldn't rule us out of... Um... You know, getting points when we need them. Um, really, now I think realistically, in six games, you probably need to win. You know, at least three, if not four, games to try and you know really get yourself in that contention. I mean, for me, you know, Man United are still there. They're, you know, the way they're playing at the moment, there's no reason why we couldn't finish above them. Well, to to, to be honest, mate, I mean, you, you're right because like United aren't. I mean. Ronaldo lost it after the game. We've all seen the incident. That was just petulance. You know, he, he's such a talent. Um, but you don't go around knocking a, a young kid's phone out of his hand because of having a tantrum at the end of the game. I felt that was disappointing. And I don't think he'll be at United next year, Ronaldo. I think he's had enough of the project because yeah. I don't think United are going anywhere um, currently. Um I mean, Arsenal in for, apparently in for Neves, but then apparently they were in for him last summer as well, and it never quite happened. I don't know, mate. I, I, I just think if we get that European, it would just help keep Neves. And if we do lose the likes of Neves and Matinho, then we've got to virtually build a brand new midfield for next year, which is difficult. Key. Yeah. I, I think. Know. I think you know it shows how far we've come that you'd be really disappointed if he went to someone like Arsenal or Tottenham or even Man United to be honest the way they are at the minute they're in you know all sorts of trouble aren't they there's a lot of things going wrong there but you know unless they unless he's left for big money to a you know either a team abroad or you know one well, of the he, top two he won't go to Man City because basically they've got everybody player going and I don't think Grealish can hardly get into the team so he won't go there Chelsea, I can't see him going there because they've got an embargo. And I, why would you want to go to Chelsea at the moment with the way things are? Um, then you've got Liverpool. They've just got, is it Thiago? They've got, uh, you know, so I can't see that. Um, Tottenham, you know, I mean, you know, that might be an option, but then maybe not. Arsenal, I was talking to the producer earlier and saying, why would he go to Arsenal? I was like, well, Big stadium, London club, European football. Yeah, but well, I don't know. I just I think unfortunately we've got to say we've got any aspirations to get into this sort of top six regularly and compete. Then you've got to be you can't be selling your best players to to teams like Arsenal and Tottenham. You know that's that's just the reality of it. It's the acid test, isn't it? When we get to the summer, this summer Foson have got to, and I, I've I've had it on good authority that they will go strong this summer um i think it you know they've given bruno he's done well with what he's got he wants to play a 4-2-3-1 formation that's his preferred system you know we've got some players that can play in that system some that's not and he wants the options of going the four uh, the 3-4-3 and the 3-5-2 is the plan b and plan c but his preferred formation is 4-2-3-1 and um 
they've got to back him. He's got to be backed in the summer because um, Wolves have come to a period of time now where we've finished seventh, seventh, thirteenth, currently eighth. Next year's the year where we've got to kick on. We're either going to kick on or we're going to drop. And it's a pivotal, I think it's going to be a pivotal summer to see what happens. Absolutely. I think you they've either got to now build that team around Neves or use the money and reinvest across the whole, you know, across the whole squad, really. I think yeah, that that opportunity we've got now to really kick on is what will define, you know, that they've made all that investment already to get us to where we are. It'd be criminal almost, wouldn't it, just to stop now or settle for where we're at because we're not actually that far away. Well, exactly. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the Ask uh, Wall series when they come out, because I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions on that. Before we get to the end of the show, uh, we have the latest competition from Football Prizes, and it is this one. Currently on the site, finishes um, at 7. You've got your entries in for 7.30 Wednesday night. You can get yourself in the draw. I think there's a obviously a limit on the number of entries that can be drawn. It's only 2 95 to get in. And that's signed, framed, uh, Joe Matinho and Ruben Neves, dual-framed football boots. Obviously all authenticated, um, all framed up and delivered directly to you if you're drawing out the hat. Uh, you've got till 7.30 Wednesday evening and the draw normally takes place on the, uh, the Football Prizes um, Facebook page around about 12 o'clock the next day. So the link's in the description below if you fancy winning that and getting yourself in the competition. So finally, how have you found uh, your uh, your debut, mate? Yeah, it's good. No, there's some, it's good to get a you know, sort of cross-section of different people's opinions. It's uh, almost therapeutic, isn't it, to talk through, especially after a defeat? Well, it is, mate. And uh, will you come on again? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely delightful uh, having you on, mate. I really, really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone that's been supporting in the chat. Uh, before you log off, before you finish, just please smash a like on the video. Uh, it'll just let YouTube know that you enjoy the content. If you are brand new, please consider subscribing. Hit the bell so you'll never miss a, a, an upload. And, of course, if you want to become a member, like um, get into the Discord chat, the private members chat and all that sort of stuff, then just get involved. Um, the link's in the description below, or you can send the Always Wolves um, Facebook page, a direct message, or Always Wolves on Instagram, or me on uh, Instagram, Dazzling Dave, a message, and I'll send you over the stuff. A big thank you to all the guests tonight. Uh, much appreciate Jack, Lucy, Obviously, Andy and, of course, Gareth from SpiderVPN, the Newcastle fan as well. Absolutely great to have him on. And, uh, mate, thanks for coming on extra time. And also on the instant reaction, it was a pleasure meeting you and spending some time with you up in uh, up on the tune, so to you speak. Too. Cheers, Dave. Thanks for having me on. All the best to everyone in the chat and to your families, uh, wherever you are. It'll be out uh, on podcast. Well, if you're listening to it back on the podcast, you'll know that because it's you'll be listening to it on the podcast. Always Wolves, everyone. Take care. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.